This is The Space Shot, episode 347 for April 26th, 2018. Cassini and Ham. I'm John Mulnix. On April 26, 1998, the Cassini spacecraft performed its first Venusian flyby. Cassini would go on to fly by Venus a second time on June 24, 1999, later Earth in August of 1999, then Jupiter in December of 2000, finally arriving at Saturn on July 1, 2004. We've talked about all of these gravity assists before in previous episodes. These maneuvers en route to Saturn were part of a six-year, nine-month cruise. Let that sink in. This spacecraft took not days or months, but years to get to Saturn. In our instant gratification culture, it's easy to get sucked into having things as quickly as we can get them now. We take high-speed transportation and nearly instantaneous delivery of items we buy for granted. Trips that used to take days, weeks, and even months can now be done in hours. The speed at which we can travel across our planet is astoundingly fast, but on an interplanetary scale, it's a snail's pace. The distances we must travel in our solar system present a unique problem for spacecraft and will eventually do the same for humans. Larger and more powerful launch vehicles can help speed up the process of getting to the outer planets, but humans will still experience the delays of getting places. We'll also experience the time delays that are inevitable with these distances. No more real-time communication or instantaneous access to information back home. This is something I talked about a little bit during my talk last week, and it's been on my mind since then. I've talked about Cassini back in episodes 48, 96, and 115 through 124. Be sure to listen into those episodes if you're new to the podcast or would like to know more about Cassini. The gravity assists were so crucial because they added velocity, thereby cutting down on the time it took to get out to Saturn. The flyby on April 26, 1998, added 7 kilometers per second, or about 4 miles per second, to Cassini's velocity. That brought Cassini's speed up to 141,000 kilometers per hour, or about 87,000 miles per hour. Right now, the longest non-stop commercial airline flight is from Auckland, New Zealand, to Doha, Qatar. This flight clocks in at just over 9,000 statute miles, or about 14,500 kilometers. At 87,000 miles per hour, Cassini would have made this trip in just over 6 minutes. A commercial airliner makes it anywhere between 17 hours and 40 minutes to 18 hours and 20 minutes. This flight costs around $8,000 if you fly business class, which is probably the way you'd want to fly considering you're on an airplane for nearly an entire day. Or, potentially, and I'm really hoping this happens, you could wait a couple of years and hop on a suborbital flight with a SpaceX BFR and make the trip in about 30 to 45 minutes. A little longer if you count the pre-flight and landing, I suppose, but still crazy fast. As Jeremy Clarkson would say in an episode of Top Gear. Now, I believe in speed. Power. Power and speed solves many things. I've got one last piece of history for today. The Space Shuttle Columbia launched on April 26, 1993 on the STS-55 mission. 
This was a space lab flight and was sponsored by Germany, with two German astronauts plus numerous experiments dedicated to Germany. I bring up this flight because one of my classmates from college just got her ham radio license a few months ago, so this little fact is for her. According to the press release for this flight, quote, NASA is also flying its ham radio experiment, or SARX, which will enable Nagel and Ross to talk to schools and amateur radio enthusiasts on the ground. Both German payload specialists are licensed ham radio operators as well, and will be operating their own ham system called SafeX. The Shuttle Amateur Radio Experiment, or SARX, allowed astronauts to broadcast a CQ, a general call, to see which ham operators responded. Even today, astronauts on the ISS can communicate with operators on the ground all over the world via ham radio. I'm linking to a couple of resources that details this process in the show notes, so be sure to check them out if you're interested, or if you have a license and want to try your luck at communicating with the astronauts on the station. Tomorrow, some SpaceX history, plus Explorer 11 and Ariel 1. I hope all of you have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the podcast every day. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or check out the links in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.